Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. So he told this, this parable, saying to them, when you are invited by anyone to a what? Wedding feast. This is very, very important. All of us here today are here today by invitation, not by right. You know what? Before there was a universe, God was completely okay with himself. Before there was a star, before there was a moon, before there was a sun, God was at complete peace, complete bliss. The Father loved the Son and the Holy Spirit and wrapped them all, and they were one. There was perfect joy. The life of God emanated. God was complete, and he was full. Everything that God created was actually unnecessary. Many of us act like we're the center of the universe. But if you really get a revelation of who God is, you'll realize creation was simply an expression of God's mercy and his grace. God said, life is good. You know what? Man, this this love, this is good. You know, I want to share it with somebody. He didn't owe it to nobody. He didn't have to give you eyes that you can see, a mind that you can think. He didn't have to give you words, that, that amount that you can speak. He didn't have to let you share any of his authority, any of his ability to, for you to, to partake of, of any of his characteristics. But God was complete by himself as an act of mercy. Say, so you know what? Jesus, I want to share this with creation. And he made you and I. How many of you would make a planet where they would kill you? There'd be every planet in the solar system but Earth if I was God. But God looked at us, knew what we would do, and said, you're worth it. He didn't have to. He didn't need to. God doesn't need my worship. He's God whether I worship him or not. I need to worship him. Scripture says at this wedding feast, people were invited, meaning that there were cards that went out. People, someone, a special message went to houses to say, come to my feast. God requested me. God, God special ordered me. God wanted you and me. Why? That's the question. That's the thing. That's why I worship. Why, God, would you want me knowing what I do, what I'd say? But you want me anyway. That's the mystery of the God. That's the mystery of God. That he can love you and I, call for us, create us knowing who we are in everything we do. He said, when you're invited by anyone to a what? Feast. Millions didn't make it. But I was one of those ones who did. And you know what? No matter what seat I'm in, the front seat or the back seat, I'm just happy to be in. Just happy to be in. When you are invited... Do not sit down in the best place 
Stop acting so entitled. (laughs) Believe in your own press. So full of yourself. Always pushing yourself forward. God will elevate you in due time. But but here's the deal. This is why many of you, I, I, I hear a lot, particularly at Grace, I'm tired, Bishop, I'm tired. Just tired. Sometimes I feel like we should call it tired church instead of grace church. Just tired, Bishop, tired. Here's something I know. If I get in my own strength, what becomes mine, I have to maintain it by my own strength. Of course you're tired. Because everything you do is based on you. Everything you do is based on your own ability, your own strength. Of course you're tired. You got all these balls up in the air. Of course. But here's what I learned. If I let God put me instead of me put me, he can keep me no matter where I am. He'll give me the strength and the grace to manage it if I just let him. Here I go again. Pastor, we need marriage counseling. No, you don't. Oh, Jesus. Ladies, if you marry a man that looks in the mirror longer than you do in the morning, you got the wrong man. Ladies, if you got a man that thinks he's prettier than you are, you got the wrong man. You know, when I was 18 years old, I thought I was good looking. I thought I had it going on. I don't know why my mother said it. But one day she looked across the table at me, her little boy full of himself. And she said, did you say baby? She said, pretty boys make the worst lovers. when I was growing up we were told to look for an ugly man somebody who would be grateful somebody just be happy they're in the room you see an ugly man will work for it mama knew something And what's amazing is before I met Jesus, I had him lined up. But then I walked down that aisle, gave my life to Jesus. The very next party I went to, 
dancing just the same way I did the week before. <laughs> same cologne, same clothes, everything. I had never in my life, never in my life, a girl walk away and say, you know, I don't want to dance with you. I know that sounds funny. But you know, I'm doing the same old thing, walking, you want to dance? Roll her eyes, <laughs> walked away. Say, what you getting at? Just hang with me for a second. I wasn't ready to be married until I was ugly. See, some of y'all are so entitled, that's why your marriage ain't going to work. You feel you're supposed to have Fabio. You deserve Beyonce. But brother, have you looked in the mirror? But that's beside the point. You feel so entitled. I wasn't ready to be married until I was ugly. See, some of y'all are so entitled, that's why your marriage ain't gonna work. You feel you're supposed to have Fabio. You deserve Beyonce. But brother, have you looked in the mirror? But that's beside the point. You feel so entitled. Every time your woman walk in the house, you feel like she owe you something. Every time your man walks in the house, you feel like he owe you. That's our problem. We feel so entitled. We're looking for the best seat, and, and, and we just believe we deserve the, the highest place. And, and listen, in this area, I pass a lot of people. Guess what? We're the most educated place and area in the entire United States of America. And guess what? I know it. Because people remind me of their degrees. Some of y'all got more degrees than a thermometer. I mean, y'all got some degrees. And we got all types of secret squirrels in here, CIA, FBI, and White House, and y'all do some stuff. All types of stuff. But here's the problem. Everybody coming and talking about, well, well, I supposed to be acknowledged. I, I supposed to have the front seat, the first seat, the best place. Because after all, do you know who I am? That's why you're going to get a divorce. Now, you know, until I met Jesus, man, I was able to do my thing. But him and the father looked at each other when I walked down to the altar. They smiled. We're going to teach that boy. So he put me on the backside of the desert. Some of six to eight years. Girls didn't like me the way they used to. I was weird. I'm talking about Jesus. And then after almost giving up, I walk into Sally Beauty Supply. Oh. But here's the deal. While I was standing, I had a God moment. I'm not saying God told me, you know, you're going to marry. I'm not saying I had a God moment. And for the first time, I knew a God thing happened between me and a woman. You see, every other woman, it was my charm or whatever, or their stupidity. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> but here's the problem in your marriages. 
You're doing it on your own. That's why you're so tired. You're doing it in your own strength. That's why you're so tired. The woman I asked to marry me, the first time I asked her, I got down on bended knee. First service, I said it was a carrot, but it was really three quarters of a carrot. Sorry. I took my good money, went to the store, bought her a ring on my knees. She laughed at me. (laughs) And then said no. I wasn't ready to be married till I was ugly. Do you hear me? Till it wasn't about me. What about me serving somebody else? Single people. Listen, lady. Single lady, if you don't want to serve a man, don't get married. Single man, if you don't want to serve a woman, don't get married. Most of us, we just feel so entitled for the Harlequin romance novel. And that sense of entitlement is destroying us. When I came into my marriage, I realized she can't make me, she can't break me. I am here to serve her. I am here to be a blessing to her. And as long as I kept that in my mind, we were okay. But here's what we do. If you do this, you do that, you do that, then I'll stay. It's a negotiation. Love is unconditional, baby. Covenant is for better or for worse. What I'm trying to tell you is you're too pretty for your marriage. And until you get rid of that snootiness, acting like you deserve all this, and begin to work your garden, plow your line in your field, pull up the weeds, fertilize, water, stay on it, watch it, speak to it. Now, my wife, she, she, went, she took this psychology class, came back, and started teaching me. And she said, you know, honey, there was, we did this study with flowers, and, and one person grew a plant, another person grew a plant, and, and one group was told to just do nothing with their plant and watch how it grows. But two other groups, one was told to just speak nice words to the plant. The other group was told to just curse and speak bad words at the plant. How did it end, dear? Well, the plant that was cursed died. But the plants that spoke well to lived. What's wrong in your marriage? It's what you're saying. But the reason you're cursing it because you feel so entitled. You feel you don't have to work for it like everybody else. You feel supposed to drop out of heaven just, whoo. I messed up my whole sermon and I'm out of time. Look, when I married that lady, we were worlds apart. We had some serious problems. But I had to work my soil until it started producing fruit. Some of your soils may be drier. Some of y'all might come in with a little moisture. So that's not the point. God said, work with what you got. 
drink water from your own cistern. And you can become fed and well nourished. But the entitlement mentality where we just ought to have best because I'm me. You are unnecessary. Did you hear me? I have a revelation. Derek Greer is unnecessary. The earth will keep spinning. Things will keep happening even after I'm long gone. The only reason I breathe is his grace. The only reason there's thoughts in this mind are his mercy. God doesn't need me. Life is a gift. And when I begin to approach my wife as a gift, my children as a gift, my church as a gift, this country as a gift, to humble myself, it's amazing what the Lord does. It's 12 o'clock. I can't finish. Let me, let me see what I can do. All right. Let me just read through it, okay, so we can get that. He said, but when you're invited, go and sit down in the lowest what place? Well, you're not interested in status but service. Stop looking for status. Just serve. But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest what place? So that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up what? Higher. And here's the point I wanted to get to in this message is we're about to enter a season where God's about to change some seats around. Where those of us that have pushed ourselves forward are going to suddenly find ourselves in the background. But those of us that were just happy to be invited to the party, just happy to be in the room, God's going to promote us and y'all going to get mad at us. Like, who do they think they are? The issue is nothing. Let me, okay, I'm, I'm going I'm to try to stop. I'm going to try. I watch, not ladies here, but I watch ladies elsewhere. And, and a new lady walking in the room, you think she thinks she's cute. She thinks she's cute. How many of y'all ever heard that? I done messed up this mess so bad. But y'all criticize that girl that thinks she's cute. But here's the deal. An average IQ is 100. And here you got only 105. You just five points above average. And you think you know everything. You think you're smarter than everybody. She might think she's cute. But why don't you look in the mirror and deal with the person that thinks they know everything? It's so easy to pick on certain things. The, rea- the only reason you have a brain, the only reason you have a nose, is because of the mercy of a loving God. And when we stop fighting over the best seats, who celebrated the most, I don't need anybody to blow a trumpet when I walk in the room. Why? Because I have my own jazz band playing in my heart. Comfortable with myself. I'm good with God. In the back of the room, the front of the room, I'm good. 
don't need no status. I don't need nothing. Just grateful. Scripture says, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being exalted. Just don't do it yourself. Let God do it. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Let me go on the floor. Circumstances come. And we have terrible circumstances come. And we're, we're upset. God, why, why? No, no, no. You're about to miss a great opportunity to humble yourself. I've learned that when people criticize, people hate, people use, people hurt me, and I'm dealing with pain, not to waste that on self-pity, not to waste that blaming somebody, not to waste that trying to get even. The Bible says if you humble yourself, God will not impose humility. You have free will. It's something you have to choose to do. So I've learned that when I'm hurting the most, it's a great opportunity that I don't want to miss because I may never hurt that way again. Not to waste it arguing, but instead say, Lord, I humble myself in this moment. God, I realize I'm but dust. You know what they're saying is is 99% wrong, but can you show me that 1% so I can do better? Lord, it's not about them. Lord, show me me. And it's amazing. It's amazing that when I humble myself when I'm hurting, when I humble myself and it doesn't make sense, oh, he's a present help in time of trouble. But it's when we stiffen our neck. It's them bad people. It's them. It's the way I was raised. I'm mad at my mom and dad. They weren't good people. My daddy walked out. I'm mad. I'm going to get him. I'm never going to forgive him. You don't know what happened. No one knows what to do with my life. <laughs> when I humble myself, say, Lord, I still got it better than I hoped to. Lord, I still have another day to live. Another day to love. Another chance. God, I'm not going to waste this pain feeling sorry for myself. Just tell him I'm humble myself. Say, I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Ask me not myself. visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media. 